Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mother is back. Hello and welcome to a, another episode of the Come Along Pond podcast, a Doctor Who discussion podcast. I messed up the intro, it's series three, it's chaos. Hello, we are uh, refreshed, <laughs> regenerated, reinvigorated. We're back, big style, series three. Did I say that already? Maybe. Damla, how the hell are you? Please take the mic away from me. <laughs> <laughs> hello hello um i'm mate wow no i'm really really good anyway uh series three baby we're here we are we're here we're so here we're doing the damn thing um <laughs> oh my god two series down already what's the hell what the hell um the question that is burning in the public's mind is will we ever do a christmas special at christmas time the answer is probably no I don't know. There's probably someone who's better at working out patterns and knowing how long time it's going to be. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what's in like fifty, no, like forty something episodes time. I don't know. I'm playing that Who knows? Ahead. No, God no. But someone, will, someone will there. <laughs> Screw it. We all need a bit of Christmas joy in March. March is when this episode will be coming out. 2023 uh and we we need christmas joy already because this year is fucked um <laughs> and of course notwithstanding that you might be listening to this at christmas in which case happy christmas yeah happy christmas if you listen to this at christmas i mean geez come on <laughs> jeez come on for <laughs> god's sake anyway <laughs> oh but anyway uh, anyway geez. moving on to some more joy what do we have what do we have elliot oh it's 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 email corner Hello, yes. everybody. Welcome back. I forgot then. I was really scared. <laughs> three mails. I was like, what is happening? But yes, we do. We have three mails. You know, this first email is from 
Ali, and they say, Hi, Dan, Lauren, Elliot. Hello. Hello. Uh, over the years, with starting uni in 2014, and now working in a fairly demanding field, I unfortunately haven't kept up with Doctor Who since Matt Smith left. However, seeing you guys on TikTok and all the news about Russell T. Davis and David Tennant coming back prompted me to listen to your pod, and I now feel like I'm rediscovering something I love so much so many years later. I binged the series one and two of the show and all the available episodes to date, except for coverage of new episodes I haven't seen yet, saving those for later. In the space of about two weeks, it's like you guys have brought it all back for me, so thank you. Even if I don't always have the same views as you on every episode. Sorry, but I do love the Empty Child 2 parts. I also don't mind the long game. No. The long, long game. <laughs> Empty Child 2 parts, I understand. Everybody likes it, except for us. Long game. No, I, we like it, but we don't love it. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I hit or miss, hit or miss, hit or miss. Depends on what we've been. I also want to say thank you, Daniel, for hyping up Father's Day. I never put much stock in the episode as a kid, but I see it completely different now, especially as my own father was diagnosed with a terminal illness a few months ago. Uh, fuck. So, sorry, was was really processing that at the moment. Didn't actually read that bit. Yeah. I just read the bit where I said thank you for hyping up Father's Day. I don't want to read that. So sorry. Oh. <laughs> um. Sorry. God. I'm really that's... sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm yeah, really I sorry genu- to hear that. Genuinely sorry. I didn't mean to have as much pep in my voice as I did because I was just taking that as it came. I'm really sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, they just, they say that they may have skipped it if it wasn't for the pod. So we, we appreciate we're able to bring some levity to that situation. Again, genuinely sorry. Yeah. No, but thank you for sharing that. And you're so, honestly, you're so brave for letting us share that on the pod. Um, thank you for, yeah, just thank you for emailing in. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, and as I say, all the best, and I look forward to listening to the rest of your show. Well, we look forward to hopefully many more emails from you. Thank you so yes. much. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, and the next one is from Harry, and Harry says, Hi both. Hi. Sounds like there are so many of us who are affected by the show growing up, and I'm the same. I've loved hearing how it affected you guys growing up, and how many of us seem to have so much affection for the characters. My first pet fish was called Rose. Uh, oh. <laughs> that's really so cute the values present in some episodes are so powerful as well and have definitely shaped my own values as an adult please keep up the good work thank you for the appreciation for the episodes and stories also the appreciation for Murray Gold's Morrissey <laughs> Morrissey, yes uh, I hope the Doctor Who returns to really good writing and stories with the return of RTD um and I just want to say, I hadn't really clocked how gross it was that the Doctor went from Adam to Pompadour. Uh, looking back, I'm pretty much swayed by your argument. <laughs> anyway, love the discussions, deep dives, colourful comedic chat. I had quite an emotionally heavy job and I'm listening to episodes while I'm in the car, which is such a welcome release. I love the psychology of Doctor Who and hearing your theory, Elliot, that Dam- the, 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 Dambler... No, you're not. <laughs> I, went, I read the first D that I... I think it's because I can't read my name without seeing yours right next to it. Uh, right, I see. <laughs> yeah. But it's actually Doctor, so many apologies. Maybe I just think you're that cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love the psychology of Doctor Who. So hearing Elliot's theory that the Doctor is autistic, uh, it's really interesting. I'd love to hear more of that type of thing. Thank you for livening up my days and bringing attention to such a significant part of my life. It does mean a lot. That is from Harry. Thank you, Harry. That's a really lovely email. Thank you, Harry. Um, we have read the whole thing and loved the whole thing. And I believe replied to the whole thing, so sorry that we just had to just cut it out just a little bit to get it out of there, but we do really appreciate every single word that you typed. Yeah, thank you very much. And the final one here is a lovely quick quick letter from Elliot. I'm not writing into the <gasps> podcast myself, even though it's spelled exactly the same. <laughs> oh my god. 
So Elliot says, Hi, Daniel and Elliot. My name is also Elliot. I just wanted to let you guys know how much I love the podcast that you guys have become a couple listen for me. I found you through the About Time podcast when they mentioned you, and I've been listening uh, while walking home oh. ever since. I've also realised that I can't stop saying for you whenever anybody says for me now. So congrats on spreading your catchphrase. We are like a little virus. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, we are. My question for both of you is if you could take the place of a companion so you travel with their doctor, go on the same adventures they went on and inevitably come to the same tragic end they did, who would you choose? Thanks for making me laugh when I need it most. And that's from Elliot. Damla, you're replacing a companion. you got to be with their doctor. you got to be doing their stories. Who would you choose? Gut instinct. Rose, and I'll tell you why. Immediately, you didn't have to think <laughs> about it. You didn't have to fucking think about it. Because I'm sorry, her getting stuck on a parallel earth with her family, safe and sound, isn't actually that bad. Do you know what I mean? And also her episodes are great. So, you know, I, I want to, I want to fucking meet Gwen, Gwyneth. Okay. I want to, I want to meet the Android. Okay. I just, I'm sorry. There is no, like, right. Rose, Parallel Earth, Martha, she ends up fine, but she has to walk the earth every day and basically save the world. That's a lot of effort. And I can't be asked. Donna forgets everything, which is awful. Bloody Amy, right? Amy Pond gets put back in time with her husband and it's just depressing as hell. Clara, fuck knows what happened to Clara. Still don't know what happened to Clara. No one actually probably knows what happened to Clara. Dies, but then flies off in a diner that's a TARDIS or something. Yeah, something like that. Fuck knows. No one cares. Um, And then Bill, Bill, I mean, that's just awful and horrible and just no i mean to be fair to be fair yaz ryan and graham yeah pretty sound but the stories are better with rose sorry you know what i mean so yeah there you go yeah you sort of become dan so you so your house gets taken away from you sorry dan as well fuck's sake sorry dan yeah i don't want my house you know you don't get a house yeah mind you Um, mind you if you take the place of donna even though you can't remember the doctor and everything that happened and you get put in life-threatening situations you do win the lottery. Oh, shit, yeah. At the moment, anyway, we don't know because who knows what's happening in the 60th. They, they yeah. don't look like lottery winners to me. So, so who's yours, then? I've thought long and hard about this. By that, I mean whilst you were saying yours. Um, yes. <laughs> and there are lots of lots of people who I think it would be you know, fun to take the place of. Like, it would be nice to be, like, Sarah. Or oh, yes. it would be nice to be Joe. nice to be Joe Jones. Um, mm-hmm. I think, though, ultimately, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Barbara. Okay. Because I get a really fun series of fun little adventures. I get put in danger. I then just get to return to London, contemporary London. If I was from 1965, I'd be back in contemporary London. I'd get to be held in the arms of Ian Chesterton. I'd be very happy. You know what? You win. That, that's so. That's you're so right. Yeah, you're so I want, right. I, yeah. I want. I want William Russell to hold me. Who doesn't? <laughs> No, honestly, like, genuinely, very, very good question. Very good question. That's probably one of my favourite questions we've gotten so far, so thank you for that. Thank you, Elliot. You're very welcome, Elliot. I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Elliot. Thank you very much. Thanks. So now, it's time to go... It's, it's Christmas, okay? It's Christmas, but it's also... We're welcoming a new series of Come Along Pond. Are you ready? What's that runawaying over the hill? It's the bride. (laughs) 
So today we are talking about the 2006 Christmas special, The Runaway Bride. It was broadcast on the 25th of December 2006, funnily enough. It was directed by A. Ross Lynn and written by Russell D. Davis. Winning combination. Yeah. Boy, boy, was it ever written by Russell D. Davis. Jeez. Like, wow. wow. Not in a bad way. Wow. Not in a bad way. No, never. I mean, never in a bad way. Never in a bad way. Well, Elliot, I mean, for the first time in this series, I have a question to ask you. Mm. Because because I know what Donna thinks this episode's about. Like she has some opinions about it. <laughs> I know what Google thinks it's about. I know what, you know, I was going to say what Twitter thinks it's about, but Twitter knows nothing. Um, I know what Wiki- Wikipedia, sure, Wik- thinks it's about. I know what IMDb thinks it's about. But Elliot, my love, darling, sweetheart, compadre, what do you think it's about? Funny enough, you should ask. Um, this this episode is uh, a thesis statement on the follies of. I was going to say getting married uh, and then full stop, uh, which I mean, kind of, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, yes, getting married derogatory, but also getting married at Christmas is expensive. People don't want to buy and rent suits. It's going to be expensive to have a haul just because you don't like Christmas. You know, I understand not liking Christmas. Don't ruin it for everyone else. Don't be selfish. Yeah. Don't get married. Die alone. That's what this. <laughs> that's what this episode's about. I think. That's what it's about. Yeah. Um. And don't get married within six months because that's stupid. Yeah. That's or don't. Stupid. Don't you know? Don't drink coffee. Don't drink coffee. <laughs> don't no, drink coffee. I mean... Don't believe that the handsome man by the photocopier is ever going to do anything for you because men are terrible. Like. Yeah, men are just awful. Awful. Yeah. Anyway, I've said too many, and I apologise if any of them were treading on your toes. Um. <laughs> So, uh, Chum, what do you think the episode's about? This episode... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I've been, try- I've been trying to be serious, but also not, and failing. I'm, I'm um, not taking any of this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a fun episode, we're here for fun. Yeah, um, Merry Christmas, eh? Anyway. Um, <laughs> did you choke on your water just then? <laughs> Almost. I just, well, I don't know why you caught me off guard. Yeah. It's it's not water. It's Buck's fizz. Uh, it's Buck's. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> it's gravy. I love Buck's fizz. It's, it's, on it's a real a one, I actually love it. It's a flask of gravy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just eggnog, straight up eggnog. Oh god, yes. <laughs> Whiskey. Anyway, um, what do I think is this episode's about? Well, it's about um. It's about how dresses need pockets, okay? In the year of our law 2023, we still don't have dresses with pockets. There's more, but there's not enough. What What could a bride possibly need to put in a pocket at her wedding? Uh, it, it, why? Why do they not have pockets? I don't understand. I don't understand. A phone? Cash? Yeah, cash for a like, cab? Yeah. Like, it's like <laughs> these people have sat down and gone, eh, hey, you know, she doesn't, she's not going to need to pick anything up, is she? It's, it's going to married. Yeah. Uh, Ridiculous. And a clutch. And a clutch bag is going to ruin the silhouette of the whole outfit. Do you know what I mean? So think about it. Think about it. Exactly. Glad we're on the same page. No, yeah, no, because it annoys me. It annoys me. I mean, where do we start? Because I have a lot to say. Well, I think in the spirit of renewment and regeneration and us having a new song, uh, I would like to just take a moment to appreciate... The show has a new logo. Yes. Because it's nice. I like it. It's the 
the taxi cab, but with the sort of vortex design inside it rather than just a big silver thing in the in the opening credits. And it's nice. It's what the logo should have been the whole time. I like it. Yeah. It's good. We love the taxi cab logo. We, we do. Love it. Yeah. And with the sort of vortex effect in it, it's the best one. So good. That's why Series 3, great, because it has the best logo with the best theme. Because I don't, I don't like the rock version from next series, but that's by the by. I mean, I disagree, but okay, we'll get to it. I mean, I like it, but it's not as good. It's not as, it's not as classic. Okay. We'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Catherine Tate, mother, Catherine. the mother, love her. Something that I'm going to say, which is going to uh, annoy you. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. <laughs> but then, but then, bring you around gradually on my side, which is uh, fun. Fun fact: I re- I love Catherine Tate as a person. Mm. I love. Yeah. I, I love. I love Donna <laughs> as a character. Yeah. And I think it's a testament to Catherine as an actor that I like Donna so much because actually. I don't like Catherine Tate's comedy. I don't find her funny in anything outside of Doctor Who. I mean, obviously, like, in person, she's very funny. Like in press junkets and things, she always makes me laugh. Love her as Donna. Her comedy, not for me. But she's so good that I'm loving her regardless. And I think that's special. Right, you have pissed me off, actually, because, right, you know how much I love the Catherine Tate show. Sarah loves the Catherine Tate show. I know. I love it. I've watched every episode about 50 times. Um, I don't know. You know, you you know, if you know what that reference is. Um, Yeah, I, everything about Catherine Tate, anything Catherine Tate has ever come out with, even the Nan movie, I know it was bad, but I bought it and I love it and I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Um, I watched the first five minutes when I could still see movies for free and they were making jokes about Robert Mugabe and I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) <laughs> I can't. Again, I said I didn't say it was good, but I, no, I enjoyed I, I it. No, like, I know. No hate, no hate to Catherine. It was incredibly fun that she went to the premiere as Nan with David Tennant. Oh, so funny, so but, funny. You know, just not my kind of, not the kind of thing. Not your kind of banter. Um, yeah. No, I love Donna. I mean, I remember when this episode came out, and I loved Donna from the get go. And then loads of people found her really annoying, and I was like, mm, "You're boring." Uh, and then. When she came back, everyone was like, oh, I love Donna. And I was like, yeah, I, I loved her from day one. I'm sorry. The reason that her and Ten are my favourite TARDIS team is not because, you know, Series 4 is a, I mean, series four is a great series, but it's not just because Series 4 is a great series. Or, yeah, like, they're just good in this. Like, it's amazing. So good. So good. Um, Donna's theme. Donna's theme. So wonderful. Like, one of my favourite, th- probably my favourite companion theme, to be honest. It's, my, it's the most memorable, definitely. Yeah, like, I'd say... Amy's theme, Donna's theme, Rose's theme, and Clara's theme are my favourite. Isn't that like most yes. of the supposed to mainstream companions? Okay, okay, right, okay. Well, if I had to pick a favourite, it would probably either be Clara's theme or Donna's theme. I, I enjoy Clara's theme. It's very cute. But yeah, no, Donna's theme is so good. It's, you know, completely in this, it's, it's, it's the backbone of this whole episode, and I love it. So I want to say one thing right up top. So, obviously, we get Donna. She appears in the TARDIS. What? 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 Um, something I want to talk about right up top, genuinely, mm-hmm. is why was Rose's shirt just there? Uh, yeah. 
What are you doing, Ten? What are you doing? I think also between episodes, like, I don't think it's at the end of Doomsday, I don't think, is it? Like, I don't think it's visible at the end of no. Doomsday. Um, so... No. And it's, it's a new Earth show as well. Yeah. It's the first I one. I just... It, it's very... Um, it's suggestive. It's very... They realised they needed something that was roses for her to pick up on, so they just sent, like, some poor, probably underpaid, like... <laughs> runner off to the costume warehouse. They were just like, what What could we have? They told me I'd eat something and then a very annoyed and very stressed and overworked costume person. I know the terminology, yeah. but I'm buckling under the weight of carrying this anecdote on for too long. Um, probably then just you know, <laughs> threw whatever they had laying around at her. Um, well, the thing is, up. though, they had to pick something that was very recognizable and that shirt is recognizable like you can't just pick up her shirt from fear her it's like an orange top what does that mean it doesn't mean anything it's just an orange top um i mean you could you could bring that crown t-shirt she wore in tooth and claw but that's just yeah i mean i get why they the picked dungus. that shirt i do yeah. you're the dungarees whatever that would just be strange um i mean this is strange i mean this yeah, like... up. What, are you, what, are you, what are you doing with that it's very suggestive and i didn't realize how suggestive it was until that moment, I like went Donna picked it up. I was like, I wouldn't touch that if I were you. Yeah, it's definitely if it was tortured, that's definitely a pair of pants. Yeah, sorry, is this really gross of me to bring up? Because I just no, when I was watching, it, I was like, this is suggestive as hell. Yeah, it, it's it's given it's giving really uncomfortable. It's giving uncomfortable. It's yeah. giving Sniffing, inappropriate. It's giving horrible. yeah yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving on from that point, something I want to also talk about. I just want to get this out of the way before we get into it. The Rose mentions, the Rose nods. Um, right, look, listen. You know this, at Cap, Come Along Pond. Uh, we we love Rose and Ten. They are our favourite ship, our number one relationship, our favourite couple, our favourite ship, okay? Yo, ho, ho. Yeah, exactly. But even we have limits. Well, I'm talking, I'm talking on behalf of both because I think you will agree with me. But even we... Well, even I have limits <laughs> to how much Rose mentions I can get because in series three, we get a lot of them and I will talk about that when relevant. But like, we had about five of them and it's like, okay, we get it. Like, shut up. Like, I don't know. I think in, I think in this episode, I think it's fine because it's literally just happened. I think the more we go through series three, yeah, sometimes it's a little like, you know, if I don't say it, then how are the audience meant to know that I'm still upset about Rose? Uh, but yeah, I think in I think in this one, like I don't I don't mind it so much. I feel like you could probably have dropped like one or two of them from the script, and yes. it would like still have worked. But I don't mind it so much. The awk- the awkwardest one, ironically, is actually at the end. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's because why why would Donna ask? Like they were like there's a much more natural way to weave that into the script. I think. I like obviously Ten's response. It's nice, but the one on the roof for me was the most awkward one. Where it was like, "Oh yeah, I was at the powerless day having Christmas. Uh, gone, all gone now." Anyway, and it's like, uh, shut up. Like, no, she didn't actually ask. Like, shut up. But yeah, the one at the end. The only reason I don't mind it too much is because of Tenant's delivery on her name was Rose. Like, he's like, he's like choking up as he says it, and it's so gorgeous. But it's also yeah, Donna wouldn't ask. So yeah, I just feel like one or two Rose mentions would have been fine. I and mean, in fact, get rid of the shirt one. The shirt one is dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah, but it's hard. It's annoying, isn't it? Because the shirt one is dumb, but then I really like the. I, I really, I really like how 
fucking angry he looks. He does it really pissed off. He's like, oh, don't bring her into this, you know? Yeah. Um, he should have, he's, I don't know, should have called her Rose or something when doing things. I don't know. I, I really like, I, I love the one during the car chase, the, the highway chase, when it's like, did your friend trust you? And it's like, yes, and she's so alive. Now jump. Oh, I love it. So good. Anyway, we're going too far ahead here. Just wanted to bring up the whole Rose thing, though, because it got on my nerves a tad, a smidgen, but it will get worse as we go along. And like I said, I'll bring it up when relevant. Good old Rose. Martha girl. I know. <laughs> God. I like this. I like this episode of how well it balances tone. And I think an example of how wonderful I think that is, is I genuinely find myself laughing at the sort of really well orchestrated scene on that, like locked down street in Cardiff between Donna yeah. trying to phone the operator and then Ten running off to go to the cash point and sort of having to do a little awkward dance behind a man who's taking too long at a cash point. Like, I know there's something about the way that he comes out the phone box. He's just like, you know, I'll go get some cash while the sort of, while Donna's theme is playing because it's very comedic anyway. And he like, he's, I don't know, there's something so playful about the start of the episode. Yeah. That I adore. More Doctor Who should be just farce comedies. It's so good though, because it's like, yeah, you know, come out the TARDIS and he's like, oh, is it Christmas? And she's like, well, duh. Mm. Maybe not on um, Mars. But yeah, and they're just running around. He's waiting for cash. She, Everyone thinks she's either in drag or she's drunk or whatever. I do, I do, I do love that. It's like, it's like they, they think, they think I'm in fancy dress. Uh, just get off the sauce, love. Because I think I'm drunk. It's very funny. Yeah, it's very good. Just a, a perfect London taxi driver would definitely drive past and tell someone that they're pissed up in the middle of the day. That's very London cab driver. No shade. No shade. Double rates today, darling. But yeah, it's. It's very funny. And then, like, all of a sudden, the tension just gets completely brought to the forefront with the pilot fish. Oh, I love the pilot fish. I like, that, I like that through through a lot of that scene as well, as 10, I think as 10 approaches the cash point, you can hear the brass band. Yeah, if the, if you yeah, have the a really key menacing. Ear. Yeah, and then it just very slowly comes up in the mix. It's very creepy. I love that. I'm really glad they brought them back. Because even though they're yeah, me too. different, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's probably they had some costumes they could reuse. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I prefer the masks in The Christmas Invasion. Yeah. But I no, I, I like that they're back and I like that we get to see them without those masks for a while. That was that was cool. Um, where's the where's the pilot fish figure? Again, I'm waiting. Yeah, come on. Give it to me. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. We'll be waiting forever, I think. At least there's not like a computer display this time to show me what pilot fish is. Yeah. I think, <laughs> like, the thing is, I like, you know, I like the Christmas Invasion. You know, I like this one. We talked about it. We have a special. Go check it out. Uh, iTunes, Spotify. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I think I like, the, I like the brisk pace of this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have that sort of little, you know, a couple of minutes at the start where they're talking, and then it's like, right, we're on the ground, we've got to get here, we've got to get here. Yeah, it feels like it doesn't stop, especially this scene and what it leads into. Where it's like, as much as I do like the Christmas invasion, it's not a criticism of the Christmas invasion, but the Christmas invasion is very chill. It's very like, we're just going to sit and I'm going to bring mum a cup of tea, and Mickey's going to do some hacking on the computer, and we're going to watch the news and stuff. Whereas I like that this is. Like, go, go, and go. Only, yeah. And it's only like low stakes, right? It's just getting someone to a wedding, but it's very punchy. I like that. Oh, yeah. Also, I forgot to mention that up top. Love that it opens with the shot from space. 
forgot that, but oh, it yeah. up like Rose and like the Christmas Invasion does. I love when it, it does brings that. Me joy. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, I love how punchy it is. And we get into that highway chase. Uh, brilliant. One of my favourite scenes of the whole show. Yeah, it's one of the best executed like action set pieces of the whole show, I think. It's so well put together. The effects still hold up, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't think it's bad. I don't um, think it's bad at all. No. And of course, having lived in the country for a while, uh, I recognise various stretches of that motorway. <laughs> piece of, pieces of the M4 rather than anywhere in central London. But there we are. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Although I fully bought into it, even like as an adult, right? Before I actually moved here, like, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't have looked at it necessarily and been like, that's not London. Until I like was watching it, you know, I don't know last yeah, year yeah. or whatever. And I was like, that sign says the M4. And there's too many trees and mountains. And I've gone yeah. past that hotel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, it, you know, I do think for the most part, Doctor Who is good at making Cardiff look like London for the most part. But yeah, something about this scene that I think people don't talk about enough is the two little kids in the car. Like, they are out, they are the audience's representation. Like, we were all those two kids in the car. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's scary to think that they're like in their 20s now. Probably the same age as us, probably. Yeah. Yeah, they they bring so much joy to the whole thing. I love that when um he saves her, and the little one of them just goes yes, like they just like falls over like yes, and I was like same yeah, me too. (laughs) That was me seeing David and Catherine return for the sixtieth. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. So wholesome, and you know she has to believe in herself, and he's got his arms outstretched. It's lovely. Santa's a robot. (laughs) You know how much I love that. Yes, yes, I do. That and I'm in my wedding dress. Yes, you look lovely. It's great. Come on, good. yeah, good stuff. It's brilliant. I will. S- no, go on. No, I, I just I do think because you're mentioning earlier though, I do think that it's a deliberate choice. And I'm not here to question David Tennant's acting choices or ability. for no. a good actor. God no. But I do think after after he says about Rose being very much alive, it's a very jubilant moment. Then he does kind of fumble the now jump. I feel like that should be a lot more triumphant or louder, and he just kind of goes jump i don't don't like it see i disagree i think it's really good how would you hear roar of the cars well that's for you fuck you got me (laughs) (laughs) the new new catchphrases for you fuck um (laughs) (laughs) no it isn't it isn't it isn't um the grievance (laughs) is entirely for me but yeah no i think Another thing, though, is that it just kind of highlights that Donna is the biggest ten and row shipper of all time. <laughs> yeah. She actually is, though. Is that what you told her? Yeah, she's too invested. She's way too invested. Yeah, and then we go to the roof. The roof, the iconic roof chat. Love that chat. It's so good. I just, I love, you know, it's, it's, when, it's when you know that someone's doing good action storytelling properly because of a very chaos thing to be moving quickly and now we need... Just a little scene to just slow yeah. down, talk about how the characters are feeling, give us time as an audience to breathe. And it's very nice. I really like it. And then, you know, you, you get that hilarious, hilarious bit where Donna just, like, is lying about the proposal from Lance. It's like, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, he asked me, will you marry me? Please. Please. Please, 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 please. And it's just the cut back and forth. Where it's like, you know, he nagged and he nagged. And I just, I finally, I gave in, you know, and it's like, it's great. Oh, that's 
Yeah, that's awful a great moment to talk. Because I really like the the really the very dry bit of comedy as well. And she's like, it's a shame you don't have a time machine as well, because then we could go back and fix all this. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, even if I could, I couldn't interfere with someone's personal timeline. I believe. Apparently, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and you know as well because we're on David Tennant pronunciation watch. But yes, we love. I hereby do biodamp. 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 Such a good word. I hate the word damp though. Ugh. But with a hard B, it's fun. Biodamp. It's like everyone hates the word moist. I don't mind it. The word damp makes me really uncomfortable. Imagine a moist plinth. A plinth. That's moist. Anywho. Um, oh, good lord, this cake is moist. Bring Miranda Hart into Doctor Who, you coward. <laughs> bring her into Doctor Who, you coward. My god. She would actually be very fun. She would be she so good. Drop, but... She can do seriousness. Can you imagine Ross T. Davies writing for Miranda Hart? Sorry, no, my brain's going to explode from the genius that would be. Yeah, the last thing I think I saw Miranda Hart in was in Emma, probably. She was great in Emma. Go and watch Emma for clear skin. Jeez, yes, that film's amazing. Do. Autumn DeWild, iconic. Imagine Autumn DeWild directing for Doctor Who. Oh my god, my brain yeah. can't take it. Oh, give, anyway. Give Autumn DeWild more directing jobs. Get Isabel Waller-Bridge to make more soundtracks. Imagine Isabel Waller-Bridge scoring for Doctor Who. I actually can't. I need to stop because my brain will explode. It will give, explode. Give Johnny Flynn more music gigs as well. Uh, and let Mia Goth and Annie Taylor-Joy be at everything. Thank yeah, you. exactly, exactly. Really good movie. Um, recommend. Really good movie. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. So, <laughs> so they go to the reception, which they had without her. Yes, I gathered. All jokes aside, that's really shit of them. Like Donna's really missing, bad. and you're just having the reception without her. Like that's really shit. Oh, it's so Neris's idea. This has Neris written all over it. I love all the Neris references. It's very funny. It's just the way she, she goes. It's all paid for. It's a Neris. Yes, thank you, Neris. I'm so glad that Rusty Davis is like, there's Neris references in the 60th anniversary, as there should be. Neris, Neris is Donna's Shireen. Yes. I mean, obviously Agreed. not because they're enemies, but you know what I mean? Like, it's the same level of, you hear about her yeah, all yeah, the time, yeah. but you do see Neris Neris more. this time, yeah. You put me in Peach. You are a Peach. Furry outside, stone in the middle, going off. But no, it's it's so good, and I just I do love the, you know, they had the reception without me because that would be my reaction as well, to be honest. Yeah, and mine would be yes, I gathered. I love <laughs> other just awkward situations. Still got to introduce himself. Yeah. To be fair, again, I mean, t- kind of touching on one of the emails we had earlier, I suppose you know, fuel to the fire of the doctor's raging autism is just like I don't know when there's going to be a good time to introduce myself. So, yeah. I'll just say it. I'll just do it. I'll just do it right now. But I can't really tell how upset Donna is. So we'll just we'll yeah. just say, I'm the doctor, by the way, while she's going. They had the reception without reception me. Reception without me. Yeah. It's great. I I love that she could just cry on demand. I lo- I think that is brilliant. I know it's it's very guest like gatekeep girl boss, but just the fact that everybody starts questioning her and getting <laughs> angry and all she has to do is burst into tears. Just to so go. Good. <laughs> They just fall into Lance's arms, yeah. I don't, yeah, the wink that she gives him. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So good. Yeah, no, the wink she gives 10 is very funny. Yeah. And like everybody starts clapping because, <laughs> like, you know, Sylvia's like, you know, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? And as soon as it happens, they Where have you go, been? They'll go, oh. And then yeah. they get around for applause because she just cries and no one asks any questions. Genius. It's quite British, to be fair, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. If someone, if someone came back and started crying, I just would go, oh, okay. But then what do we get in this moment? A very iconic bit of music that I've been dying to talk about and bring up for a hot <laughs> minute, actually. First of all, Love Don't Roam. My God. My God. Banger. Banger. But then also we get... This is my favourite Rose reference that is going to come up, right? He watches a blonde woman, just a blonde white woman. Just, just, yeah, just a blonde woman. <laughs> being dipped like during a dance on the dance floor and he just remembers picking up Rose in New Earth when she was like fainting. I would have been honestly fine if that was the only Rose reference in the episode. That would have actually hit a lot harder if that was the only Rose reference. The reason it hits so hard as well, I think, is because of how wonderful that sort of like uncut push-in of David is. Oh, it's, it's so good. Like after it happens and it's just pushing in towards his face and then he like breaks away. Yeah. Yeah, like he has to oh, walk away. David. It's good. I think it's very, uh, it's very impactful. As much as I like that though, I do also enjoy that I think one of the best extras to ever work on the show is the guy at the bar who David asks for a mobile phone from. He's so natural. It's so, it, I believe that interaction every time. There's something about yeah. the way the doctor mimes the very sort of 2006, you know, like telephone. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And the guy just is like, oh, yeah, of course, mate. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've seen I've seen that at weddings. That feels like David Tennant, not in character, but that's just David. Look, David was just asking someone for a phone. Someone <laughs> give that extra a raise, for God's sake. Yes, please. He looks very looks very sweet. He did the thing. Also, um, um yes. the camera guy is Alfie from my family. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get onto the camera guy because I have lots of I've weirdly weirdly a lot of notes about the camera guy. Oh really? Alfie uh-huh. from my family. Alfie from my family. Um, but yeah, so the the camera, the guy who's filming the whole wedding, the one who says, they told me I should sell it to you, you've been framed. I said, more like the news. That guy? Yes. Yeah, I've never... Alfie I, from my family. Alfie from my family. I didn't know he was in my family. Um, yeah, he plays Alfie in my family. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've not seen enough of my family. <laughs> okay, so the, the actor is called uh, Rodri, and I'm not going to try and pronounce it. 100% properly. I'm not going to do it with like the accent and the feeling behind it, so apologies. But it's, it's <laughs> Sorry, the, your, your, your accent put me off. <laughs> <laughs> apologize. Poultry! 
<laughs> it's it's Rod it's Rodrigo. It's like my Lear, basically. It's it, you know, there's different emphasis on different words, but it's it's Rodrigo my Lear. Um, and I just think this is a fun coincidence. So he was in. I, I remember texting you about this. He's in a Welsh language horror film called uh, The Feast, or Gwelf, Gwerth, Gwerth is how I'm choosing to say it. Gwerth. It is. I, I've been learning this for ages, and ironically enough, the people who asked to help me uh, pronounce it were also unsure. Astounding. Anyway, he is in that <laughs> film, um, and he plays a character called Aeros. Ah. Yeah. Fun fact. And double fun fact. That's where I learned how to pronounce the name Aeros. Hey. I went to watch it at the cinema with the subtitles. I was like, ah, that's how you say Aeros. And as soon as he turned up on screen, I was like, that's the bloody videographer, the one who bride. But you know what else he's in? My family. My family. Along with... The best sitcom ever. Yeah. Uh, um, that's what we want to make her is also in. And... Forever future, forever future Doctor Chris Marshall, right? Is he from my family? Yeah. Oh God. This. What's so fun about the whole Chris Marshall thing? Sorry. Just my family and Doctor Who are very connected in very different ways. Um, Chris Marshall said in an interview, he was like, "I don't know why they keep thinking we're going to be Doctor <laughs> Who. I've never actually seen the show. I don't actually know what it's about. Very confused." I also. He seems lovely, but he he would not be good. No, he wouldn't. Sorry, no offense. Like he's just generic, no. quirky white man. Yeah, no, just no. But yes, so he's he's very very nice, very fun actor, very character, and I like that he says that he was clapping when Donald gets taken away. I could just imagine that. It's a real good bit of visual comedy. But yeah, I just want to say, right, so something I want to bring up, so we're kind of jumping a bit, but I think the plot twist with Lance is actually really effective and really, really good. Like, I remember watching it, and again, I'm honest with I don't see plot twists coming, I'm really just really naive in that way and the first time I watched this episode when it happened I was like oh my god like I couldn't believe it no I think it's still even now me knowing I think they still do a really good job at like when Donna gets taken from the wedding even though he knows that he's been filling her up with Huon particles he still looks amazed and he seems like he loves her yeah it's good it's a well executed twist and the actor who plays Lance is very very good and very funny this time is personnel. Amazing line. Incredible. I do kind of love that he's got like a weird, he sort of, sort of kind of fancies the Rakdos a little. Like he doesn't, but they sort of have a kind of relationship. Yeah, it's very it's odd. weird. But you know, so the Rakdos, the Rakdos, right? Yes. I have feelings about the Rakdos. She makes me deeply uncomfortable, like deeply, deeply, deeply uncomfortable. Like the, and the, <laughs> and the teeth and everything just her errat- I, okay listen listen i don't like erratic movement at all i don't like it watching the last of us recently has made me realize how much i don't like it like i don't like you know i don't like erratic movement and she just moves all the time and she's just always going and i'm just like oh my god stop moving stop moving but on uh, but, well, weirdly i still love her like she's amazing it's an amazing villain because it's like, I think probably like the most impressive, um, I think probably the best alien that they've ever put on the show. Oh yeah, I'd say like General Kudlak from Sarah Jane Adventures and the Ratnos are some of the most impressive prosthetic and like animatronic stuff that they've done. Yeah, it's genuinely amazing. Like There's there's not a scene where I don't 
buy that that is not a giant spider. It looks so good. And her teeth, just everything. She makes me uncomfortable and it works. Like, that's the point. She's supposed to be very weird and like... Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a shame that we don't see the Rachnos again. I like spiders as villains. I think they're good. You do, yeah. I do like spiders. I hate spiders, but I like spiders as Doctor Who villains. I think they're really cool. But we've only had three proper stories with spiders in, so... Yeah. I really wanted to see the Rachnos children. I really did want to see at least one or two. But like, obviously, budget constraints, fair enough. Um, my children. They should, they should come back. I know they're in. They're in a big Finnish adventure with the you know old doctors, new monsters. Yes, I'm aware. No, I've not listened to it because I'm not a millionaire. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like you know, it's the best. It's the best spider story. I love Planet of Spiders. It's good fun. John Pertwee's regeneration story. It's very nice. The Metabolist spiders are very cool. I like the Great One. It's cool design for the budget limitations of the time. Cool. I like the voices. Weird. This is the best one. And then um, there was one apparently on a like some big spiders in a hotel. I don't think it actually ever happened, but some people say apparently it's called arachnids in the UK. But pff, I don't know whatever that is. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Apparently, apparently the yeah the doctor and all their friends suffocate some spiders to death. I mean that doesn't sound like the doctor. So yeah, weird. Yeah. But it fucking happened on my TV screen, and I'm still not over it. It'd be a bad spider story, Chris. I'll never forgive you for that. I love you, man. I'm always going to bat for you. But you ruined spiders. Spiders are just very interesting. I just feel like they should have been in Doctor Who more. Right, here's the thing. The whole Lance plot twist, like I said, really, really good. Really holds up. I just feel so bad for Donna. Like, yes, getting married after six months is stupid. And if you do it, you're stupid. Sorry, but you are. That's just ridiculous. Um, but with that said, being said, you know, it's still, she's heartbroken because he's completely made her, uh, you know, made her feel like a mug. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because it's not just, you know, oh, actually I'm married to the spider or whatever. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go visit space. I don't want to marry you. He's horrible. He completely takes down her entire character. Like, he makes fun of everything she's interested in and just completely knocks her sideways. Like, oh, the height of excitement is a new flavour Pringle. Hey, Lance, how about you fuck off? Because do you know what? New flavour crisps are exciting. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. I, everything he says, I just... In fact, where is it? My, my uh, by, by exacto, it says, I hate Lance. The way he talks about Donna makes me genuinely hate him. What a prick. Yep. That's like my exact note. And like Donna crying in the TARDIS, like not turning to 10, like kind of being as silent as possible. And she's just so upset. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. And it's, it's especially sad as well, because Donna has that really good triumphant moment where she's like, she's willing Lance to get her with the axe, you know, her speech is very cool. I, I love the, I don't know what you are, you big thing. Uh, because David's... You know, his little, like, nod along with that is very... That's what makes it, because that's funny. But it's the fact that he's, like, standing there sort of going, like, mm, yeah, yeah, like, yes, yes, pop off. Pop off, <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. Go on, like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's very Go on, sweet. Go um, But, yeah, that's all really... That, that whole thing is just really sad. Like, someone completely taking you down for who you are and taking the piss out of you. It's just not fun. Yeah, and someone that you were going to marry. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, and then you get that this whole massive moment, which obviously comes into play more in Series 4, 
But the moment where Ten tries to drown the Ragnos, and because Donna is there, they're fine. But if Donna hadn't been there, the Doctor would have died. <gasps> My God. Yeah. I mean, that's like literally, I think, like basically, it's just like the thesis statement for the specials, isn't it? Just like yep. scary, angry man, but with no one to help. His yeah, compass. you need someone to stop you. You need someone to stop you. But I love that the pockets, his pockets were bigger on the inside. It's like, okay, good for you. She still doesn't have pockets, so you're just being a dick. <laughs> I also, I love, I, and I will still love to this day, how terrible and cheap the prop for the remote control for the baubles is. I love it though. It's like, it's like a, it's like one of the radio controlled Dalek toy. Yeah, they've just they've just literally they're like glued some bits to it. It's so plastic. I love it. Literally though, it's so true. And yeah, then you get the whole drowning bit. I mean, it's very dark. Like she's just screaming, like my children, and he's just standing there looking like a sad boy with. You know, water raining down on him, and very good, very very well shot. I have to say, really lovely cinematography in that scene. Yeah, um, the fire and oh, everything. it's great. This bit just makes me think of. I know it comes later in the series; and it hadn't been said yet, but it just makes me think of the quote from the Family of Blood two part when it's like, "He's fire and ice and rage." You know, oh, 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 oh. someone make a fan edit with that, please. Go do it and, and tag mirrors, us in it. <laughs> mirrors with the end of like. Journey's end as well, where he's like standing outside the TARDIS, just rain in, rain in the hair. Uh, but yeah, like everything, the fire exploding behind him. And I love as well, I, I assume this is intentional because it feels like a very cheeky Russell T. Davis thing to do. Even that moment is very serious. Like you've got the amazing score that I'm actually not 100% sure is on the soundtrack. I don't think I've ever heard it, where like the music just cuts these like really pounding drums as the water's yeah, like I don't running think it's in. On goes, there. Which is such a shame because it's a pretty good piece of music. Um, it is. Basically, they're dealing with a story about spiders and how do they get rid of spiders? So they wash water down like a giant plug hole. Yes. <laughs> the the shot from above is so plug hole. I was like, oh my god. But you're so right though. It, it does resemble a plug hole. I didn't think yeah, about it like that. I must assume that it's intentional because that feels again like a very funny Russell T. Davis. Oh, what if it was spiders? What if it was a big plug hole? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing is though, where do you get all that water from? The Thames, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just, I love yeah, that. Just drain a river. Just draining the Thames, low key. Don't mind me. It's uh, I like I like that location as well. I like the the Thames flood barrier as a setting. As a nice, as a nice visual. It's good. It's a good it's, visual. Yeah. So is the Christmas star evaporating people. Such a good ship design, and and uh, our first Saxon reference. Oh yes, I like that. I like that a lot, and I love. <laughs> Oh, that little girl is like she just goes, "It's Christmas," and then it and then it just start they just they just start shooting at everybody. It's quite it's very very Doctor Who. It is very mad. I can't lie, um, but no, I love that ship design. Yeah, me too. Um, and I can only imagine that Elton was there, like a camera. Um, oh, Elton! That's oh. Some, that's something that we haven't mentioned that I adore is all of the reasons that Donna hasn't noticed things that's happening. Yes, and I like the way. Obviously, in the when they wrote this episode, it was probably just to show that she's very oblivious to that kind of thing. But the wonderful tie-in to series four, I enjoy very much. Yeah, and then even like the sixtieth, because I just love all of the you know she can't remember anything and the oh, I can't remember the exact line, but whatever. It's like you know if if you know, if fate is real, then it's heading for Donna Noble. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep. 
And but yeah, I love it. The reason's great. Hung over on Christmas Day, so she didn't see the spaceship in the sky. Uh and she didn't just know about the Battle of Canary Wolf because she was on holiday in Spain. Let a dive man in Spain. I was snorkeling. Yeah. Scuba diving. Amazing. Scuba diving, that's yeah. Like genius. And things, I'm sure there are probably people that get very, very annoyed as well by like, yeah, none of these are adequate enough excuses, but that's why it's funny. It's just funny that you can be so oblivious to the world ending numerous times. Literally. Because you were hungover or scuba diving. I'll tell you what, though. It's making me think now. You said Elton. Uh, can you imagine Elton's reaction to the Battle of Canary Wharf? Oh, my God. I'd, uh, I need more Elton in my life. Look, Mark Warren isn't doing much at the moment. He's on Van Der Valk, poor bugger. Get him onto Big Finish. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. But then we get this lovely ending to this episode um, where Ten refuses Christmas dinner again because he's what? Annoying. Yeah, annoying. Yeah, really <laughs> annoying. Like, have, how can you Christmas sit there? Christmas dinner with her family, come on. Like, if someone's offering you free food and you're saying no, that's really strange. Yeah, and like, I'm sure Sylvie is a bit much, but you know, you owe Donna something. You owe Donna your time. That could have helped your relationship with Silvio. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's on you. Instead of what, he goes and gets hospital food. You know what I mean? But um, but I do like, though, something I want to say coming up to wrapping up on this ep- lovely episode. I love... The thing about Donna I think a lot of people love is that he, he just gets... He sees... Right. No, she <laughs> she gives him realistic reactions to everything with no bullshit, like no BS whatsoever. She's just like, you just made it snow. That's really weird. Like, y- that's not normal. That It's not magnificent. I'm not like, oh my God, you're so cool. It's like, no, you're actually insane. And like, you were going to drown the Ragnos if I didn't say anything. And um, this is really dangerous what you do. And I don't think you realize how crazy this is and i think you need to come down to earth a little bit yeah i like that that's what i love about donna she just doesn't she's not like there isn't this cool kind of like you know i'm in love with him so i just see how cool he is it's like no you're actually kind of weird yeah so i'm going to say no thank you it was changes her mind later and we're grateful for that we're very grateful for that but i'm glad that someone is just very upfront with him and it's like no mate mate come on and yeah, but it inspires like a, a realistic sense of wonder where it's like, you know, why? Yes. I realize I've seen so little of the world. Mm-hmm. I want to explore. I want to travel. I just don't want yes. to go on like genocidal rampages. Exactly. And I love that. I just love that about that, about their relationship. Like she's very, very upfront. You need someone to stop you, you know? So before we go into the wrap up here, Elliot, do you have anything you quickly want to mention that we haven't had a chance to mention? Because I have a few things as well. I don't know if you did. I'm going to do quick fire, quick fire points. Quick, hey. quick fire, quick draw. Pew. Bang. Pew. Um, so, I, I just listen off. Like, so, segues. Hilarious. Funny. Gets me every time. Much enjoy. The interweaving of the Torchwood theme into Donna's theme when they discover the Torchwood Ooh. lab. Amazing. Oh, God, I didn't even realise. Oh, God, really? Yeah, go back and watch it. I'll find you the clip. Yeah, like when when they step into like the lab when they first like see all the your particle stuff, you get the little. Oh my god! Okay, I'm gonna go back yeah. and look at that. I also enjoy. I think pockets bigger on the inside. Maybe reference to Tom Baker and all the things his doctor used to carry in the pockets. Jelly babies, yo-yos, 
compasses, all sorts of nonsense. Very good moment for Genesis of the Daleks. Also, Trevor Physical Waveform Microkinetic Extrapolator. Just back for a scene. It's what the doctor when? pulls out when they when they go back to the center of the earth, right? He just go he just goes, I've got oh, the yes. extrapolator. And it's the it's yes. the Trapper Physical Waveform Microkinetic Extrapolator. Couldn't have said it better myself. Just just pulls it out. I was like, okay. That's what weird. a throwback, eh? What a throwback. I mean, probably just you know, didn't have the time to uh yeah, build another prop. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is that's that. Just wanted to make those four points really quickly. I was going to say the one main thing I meant didn't mention was uh, the electric bike scene. Very funny. It's good, isn't it? Just the way they're just like the, you can tell that David and Catherine are, are not in character there. They're just laughing. Yeah, I love that Lance stays entirely just like he's like why is love this funny? What are you laughing but at? It is funny. It made me laugh. We're going to do a very, very serious thing, but we're on segues. Good stuff. Okay, uh, sorry, only only last thing I missed is just class, the classic physical comedy of Donna swinging from the ceiling to the ledge. Oh, yeah. Missing, hitting some barrels. And then, I know you don't see the impacts, but the hard cut to her like laying splayed out on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, she's just like, thanks, thanks for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> yeah, so it's sorry, it's, it's great. It's like, it's like the whole, like, Crash, 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 crash. Ooh. Yeah, like comedic sound effects that she's like splayed out like a... Thanks for nothing. Good stuff. So, time for the wrap up. This is where we like to talk about our standout moment of the episode. What didn't work in the episode. Our most doctory moment and our favourite quote. Elliot. Kick it off. Standout moment from the Runaway Bride. Um, it's hard. It's 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 a, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough choice between three. I think if I lived my truth, I think it would be it would be the 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 horrible murdering of the Ragnos children because it is just yes. so horrible to watch and gross, but enthralling. And I love the drama and David seriousness sells it. And I love the music and yeah. the water and the fire. It's good. Yeah. Much love. How about you? I just, I really love the highway chase so much. That would, that would be one of them. If I hit you, if I didn't have to force yeah, myself yeah, yeah. to pick one, it would be one of them. Because it's, you yeah, know, the highway chase for sure. What didn't work for you in this episode? Uh, I don't know. I think I'd be hard pressed to, I'd be hard pressed to say, and like nothing on a serious level. So I don't agree with you about the Rose references necessarily. Um, and like nothing other than, you know, some boring minor things like a plastic ear remote control. I do sort of think the light shooting out the lantern at the top of the TARDIS is a bit weird, but like there's nothing on a fundamental plot level that makes this episode not workable for me. Okay, cool. What about you? For me. For you, sorry. For you. <laughs> God. For you. <laughs> Bloody hell. We're supposed to be revamped and refreshed, Elliot. Come on, come on, get with it. Um, it's been a long day. Um, no, okay. what didn't work for me <laughs> is what was that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying. I was trying to do the uh, the Ragnos like, laugh. They're a weird Ragnos. Yeah, like I don't. <laughs> so oh. good. No. Um. <laughs> Oh, God, imagine, imagine nine going up against the Ragnos. I'd love that. 
Oh my god, that would be so. Don't, don't, don't do it because I'm just gonna cry because that would be amazing. I hope you bought your medicine, Doctor Man. Yeah, well, you can fuck off. And also, no, I didn't. No. No. What's the point of your act? Why don't you kill yourself? Why don't you just die <laughs> and murder your fucking kids? <laughs> No, but you just know that Nine would be such a sad boy with that rose. He'd be even worse. He'd be so mm. angry. Someone would just be speaking. He'd be like, oh, shut up. Shut up. What didn't work for me, getting to the yeah. point, is all the rose references. I've already said it before. But that's the main thing. It's just too many of them. Sorry. Love Rose. You know this. You know this. But fucking hell, God, enough. Enough. Um, What was your most doctory moment? It's hard, isn't it, when an episode is just all doctory moments? I think it's the yes. It's it's something that actually then probably was like a tie for my stand-up moment. It, it's the amazing physicality of David sprinting from a phone box to a cash point to jumping on the spot because he's impatient at a cash point. He's taking money out yes. of a cash point. There's something amazing about the physical performance in that scene. That or I've mentioned it before. I love the. He's not overweight for Zipran. It's for it, is he? Donna, as he sprints towards Donna. the. That's every time he said. Every time he shouts, Donna. You stole mine. Thanks for that. Thanks. Yeah. No, mine was um, the doctor screaming the companion's name about six million times. Donna, Donna. Ah. I love it though. It's very. It's all doctory. There's, there's a blooper from from series three when David runs to the screen. He goes Donna, and it, it, Don, uh, not Donna. Uh, David puts his mouth on the camera lens like Donna. <laughs> Favourite quotes, then. What's your favourite quote from this episode? Uh, mine is... If you take mine, I'll actually shoot you. Don't <laughs> take two of my things. Okay, I don't think I, don't think I will have... I might have, aren't I? Fuck knows, aren't I? Um, Who cares? Fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck, I know. Um, mine, I think, is probably... When they first land, I can't remember what Donna says. It might be when... when uh, Something about weddings. I can't remember. It's when she she says she says to the doctor just off they've landed. Something again about them not having it on Mars as she runs off, and then David really tiredly and weirdly just goes, "I'm I'm not a, I'm not I'm not I'm not from Mars." I don't. There's just something so so defeated about the way he says that that makes me cackle every time. I'm I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not from I'm Mars. Not, I'm not from Mars because he's just saying it for himself as well. Love it. What about you? I'm not the swine. I spit on them. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> um, my favourite quote, I mean, the main one obviously is, you had the reception without me. They had the reception without me. Yes, gathered. But no, my favourite though is, I don't know what you are, you big thing, but a spider is just a spider and an axe is an axe. Now do it! <laughs> It's the way Catherine delivers that line. It's so good. Yeah, the, the the holding out to think about what she's gonna say and then she just says thing anyway. Big uh, again I thing. It's the say for me, it's the fact that David's sent there next to her like nodding, giving it really good encouragement. He's going he's going, Yeah, fucking yeah, like she's saying something profound, but she's just saying, You big thing. It's like if Donna was in a rap battle, he'd be the one going, yeah, uh, in the background. <laughs> it's like a spider's still a spider and an axe is still an axe. Like, yeah, but also that spider is massive and the axe is it's, tidy. Yeah, and literally one of her hand claw things could just swipe you in half, but whatever. Yeah, and it's being wielded by a man who doesn't love you. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so that's the Runaway Bride. A score out of five. 
yeah, rating, rating time, rating time. I'm always right out of five here at Come Along Pond. Um, shall I go first? Sure, why not? I give this a four out of five. Very, very good episode. And, you know, we talked about this in our Christmas special ranking episode, which you should go and listen to. It's not, it's you know, it's not Christmas at the moment, but it could be when you're listening to it. So go listen to that as well. Why not? It's a fun time. Um, It's like in our second, uh, it's in our penultimate tier. It's good. It's not perfect, but it's really close to perfect. I really, really enjoy it. Um, every I watch it every Christmas along with the Christmas Invasion um, and Husbands of River Song from now on because uh, I forgot how good the episode was until we watched it recently. So that was also in the mix there, but that's by the by. Um, and last Christmas as well because that's all the Capaldi specials are the best. And that's the I think I did see something recently actually with, with the Wothmeister General actually saying that that was like his favourite bit of who the rim is River yes, realising that yes. he's the Doctor. He did. Which, I mean, to be fair, it's fucking good. It's fucking fantastic. Anyway, mate, what's your rating out of five for The Runaway Bride? Uh, snap, four. Um, because hey. I like it. Despite me saying that I can't really find any flaws with the script. You know, you can just... I, I can't find any flaws with it to say that nothing works, but you can just feel when something is not... It's not, it's not perfect. It's not a five. I have other episodes that I know that I'm going to be like, fucking five, easy. That This is not quite in the same leagues with... But I think it's unfairly maligned. I think it's sort of treated as a bit of a throwaway kind of thing. And I think, you know, it's funny. It does its comedy well, but it has important stuff about the Doctor's character. I really like it. Yes. It's a really, really good episode. I really I, like as, it. As you know, it sits in the slightly lower one on the tier, but I did put this in, like, my top tier elite Christmas special. Yeah. Like, this is my Russell Christmas special, personally. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Well, that brings the... Curtains down, another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pond podcast. Cap. Cap. I hope you had a good time. We sure did, maybe. So if you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, you can support us over on Patreon as well. Uh, Patreon at the moment is £3. It's the companion tier. For that, you get a shout-out at the moment. We've got uh, Lewis River, Bulldozer7113, Jason Becker, Judson Smith, Abby Potts, and David Cummings. If you want to be cool like them, you can go over to the Patreon. A lot of people have been asking about uh, a PO Box, being able to send things to us. We would be really appreciative. At the moment, unfortunately, we can't really afford to open a PO Box. So if you support us on Patreon, we will be able to afford lovely things like PO Boxes and other wonderful things to just keep bringing you the best version of the show. We might be refreshed, rejuvenated, reinvigorated, but we can improve all the time. And the best way for us to improve is with wonderful support from you lovely people. But I understand Times are hard, strapped for cash. That is not a problem. You can express your love by getting in touch with us via email if you have anything you want read out on the show, interesting points, or you want to share amusing anecdotes and bond modes with us. You can be as cool as Harry, as Ali, and as Elliot. Well, thank you, Elliot. You're welcome, Elliot. That is comeonpompod <laughs> at gmail.com. We will read it. We will enjoy it. It will get read out on the show at some point. However, email's not your thing because it's not 2006. And that's when this episode takes place. You can... Follow us on Twitter. We hate Twitter. We don't really use it. People on Twitter are gross. I find it scary. Fuck Elon Musk. However, we're over there at Colin Pond DW. We announce when the show goes live. And also, you know, you want to tag us in something? Send us a meme. DM us. We will more than likely see it. However, Colin Pond Podcast on TikTok. Wow. Amazing stuff over there. Clips, highlights, lowlights. You can see them all. Follow us and enjoy. Be one of the 100,000 people to watch our Ricky and Jake TikTok. Enjoy that. <laughs> uh, humble brag. Or oh. 
Oh, fucking hell. The place where we're most active. Instagram. Come Along Pond Podcast. I'm talking stories. Polls. Reels. Reels are like TikToks. Reels. But it's not on your app. It's part of the thing. It's impressive. I don't understand it. But <laughs> exciting things are happening over there. We will also reply to DMs if we're inclined. Sometimes we might just give you a little heart. But you know what? A little heart's better than no heart at all. So, you know, be grateful. Uh, we also will be announcing the Instagram Live as well over there. Uh, if that's or- No, that's not already happened by the timeline, has it? Wibbly wobbly. Anyway, keep your eyes open. We'll be going live over there. Enjoy that. I know I will certainly try. Please tune in. Have fun. Enjoy. Be nice. Be kind. Damn, let's take the bike away from me. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, uh, this is this is what I'm hoping to inject into series three is less order with the um with the wrap up. I got it down to a fine science. I thought that was fun. Now I'm having fun by just saying mad stuff. Yes. Honestly, explaining what reels are has been my new favourite thing. Reels. 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 Um, but yeah. Yes, thank you so much you. for listening to this episode. Chaos, chaos. Let us know what you think of the new intro, the new theme. Uh, th- you know, yeah, only positives, please. Uh, you know, thank you so much again to Evan for creating the wonderful, wonderful sounds you're listening to. And yeah, just so excited to get into series three properly next week. Smith and Jones, baby. Martha, my girl. Yes, yes, yes. Smith. Roco Foso Rofo Shodo. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's I love you in Jadoon. But yes, absolutely. Thank you for listening to the madness that was the episode and the utter derangement that was the wrap up. <laughs> but again, as I emphasize, you know, you want you want nice things, you know, PO boxes, things like that. Patreon. Become part of our unique club. Yes. Our club. unique club. Yes. That is what we'll start calling our patrons, I think. Members of the yeah. unique club. club. Incidentally, though, Damra, it's been lovely talking to you. And to you, my love. Incidentally, it's been lovely chatting to all of you at home as well. And I give you air from my lungs. Our lungs? And we give you air from our lungs. It's we give you, you air from our lungs. Guess <laughs> 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 we put some well into it. Go on. <sighs> Thank you. Right. Anyway, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye now. Bye. 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 They recorded the podcast without me. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.